I bet this next guest was doing a lot of partying yesterday before he wrote his uh, column there on patspropaganda.com. That is Mike Dusso joining us here this morning on the B-List. And, uh, Mike, first of all, I mean, I, I read your, um, your, your blog entry about this game. You're obviously on cloud nine right now. But it, it, uh, for me, a non-Patriots fan, it was kind of boring. But it, you didn't mention that at all in your article. You, you loved every moment, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> I, well, I'm also a fan of defense. Ah. So, uh, <laughs> I take a special appreciation from, the, you know, that kind of slow, simmering tension. I mean, it was, it was unlike any of the other Super Bowl experiences. And you just kind of knew that there were going to be a couple plays made in that end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. Uh, that we're going to decide the game and, and you know, just kind of waiting on those plays to happen what was most tension-filled for me. Excellent. Um, you know, God, there's so much we could talk about. First of all, when, when Chung went out, I thought the Patriots might be in trouble just because he's such a key player in the secondary, but it, they didn't lose any steps at all, did they? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of glad it wasn't against the Chiefs with Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. if, the, if the Rams had a little bit more of a tight end threat, that, that might have hurt the Patriots a little bit more. But I think at that stage of the game, um, they weren't quite as reliant on Chung. You knew um, that it was – I mean, it felt like it was only getting a matter of time before the Rams started and, you know, put a couple drives together. But they never did. And, uh, you know, the Patriots obviously have great depth at safety and in the secondary. So they were able to overcome that. I would not want to have to play another game, though, without Patrick Chung. No, not at all. Um, Julian Edelman, I know you've been talking about him over and over again, and it's just like the Rams never even realized he was on the team. It was crazy how open he kept getting. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I think it's very much to do with the Patriots' scheme and the way that they managed to get him open. I mean, they sure don't make it easy. You wish it was as easy as, oh, hey, just go press coverage <laughs> Julian Edelman and don't let him catch anything. Um, but, you know, I, that's why I felt it was stupid last week we were talking about, oh, is he a Hall of Fame candidate? It's like maybe we should wait until we watch the Super Bowl coming up <laughs> before we make any decisions on that. And now he goes out, you know, has an MVP game, and uh, I think now everybody probably can agree he, he probably very much is a Hall of Famer. You know, I was saying uh, to my wife after, I could make a case, they've never done it, that they, the uh, Pats offensive line should be the MVP <laughs> I mean, down the stretch, they were unbelievable. Yeah, they were great all year. I mean, and it's, it's, it's shifted a bit. I think the transition from Nate Solder to Trent Brown uh, was one of the kind of things that changed the dynamic of this Patriots offense a little bit. And, you know, it was a slog. I mean, you got to give the Rams credit. I mean, they have a defensive coordinator who has seen plenty of Tom Brady and, yes. you know, is disguising their coverages. Um, and they have two of the best interior pressure players in the game today, and that's what gives Brady the most problems when he's had bad Super Bowls. That's why. Um, you know, so I think that was what was you know, just fascinating to me was seeing what was going to kind of break first. You know, were, were the Patriots going to figure out Wade Phillips' defensive plan, or was all of a sudden Jonathan, or Jared Goff just about to start making those crazy, you know, miraculous plays that we saw a couple of times out of Eli and then, last year with Nick Foles. Because one of the things that we don't see when you're watching the game, because they don't replay it enough, but the time that the Patriots used really the same play three times in a row. Now, people lined up in different places, but it was the same play. Outside guys doing the hook, next guy out doing the, the seam, and then Edelman running a, a route where he kind of chooses where to go once he can find a spot right down the field. I mean, that was the drive. I mean, you can't say they saved it. But uh, it's something they haven't run in a while, and suddenly there it is. 
Yeah, they just, I mean, everybody was, was clicking. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, Chris Hogan didn't have any catches, and I think he had six targets. So I don't want to say everybody was. <laughs> no, that's but, a good point. You know, oh, one guy, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, Gronk, for the season that that guy had, I mean, to come through with, you know, that big catch. I mean, those were the two big plays, the Gilmore interception and then the Gronk catch on the on the plays that you mentioned. Um, you know, and then and then being able to run the ball at the end, it was uh, it all kind of came together nicely. Uh, you know, poetically, given what the Patriots had kind of been through this year, what the, the talking points had been about their demise, uh, and their best players came through in crunch time. Um, one surprising guy you didn't see that much of was James White. I think that was one yeah. guy that, that I was kind of surprised we didn't see a, a bigger game out of him. Yeah, that's what Aaron said before. What happened when James White disappeared? The uh, the the interesting thing is, I made the case. I did say. Friday that I thought it was going to be a lot more low scoring than people thought. Didn't know it was going to be that low scoring. <laughs> uh, but also, I'd make the case that this may have been the least talented team that the Patriots have had in a long time. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, but they, they did the been, things, yeah. You know, <laughs> they played together like as well as any of the Patriots teams mm-hmm. have. And, um, you know, I think at home, I, I, you know, you look at some of the, the metrics that I that I kind of value, third downs and red zone, and, um, you know, we always talk about the Patriots' defense being bend, don't break, and, you know, willing to give up a number of short plays and just prevent the big play and eventually strangle people out. But I think this defense has been different um, and, and just so surprising he gave up three points. I mean, they had a great first half against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago, and then, you know, the second half was a little scary. But you got to give them so much credit. I mean, I think that's kind of the unforeseen storyline coming out of this is where do you rank this defense overall? Because it certainly is the best performance by a Patriots defense in the Super Bowl. Uh, I kept waiting for what happened the last time against the Rams. All of a sudden, they just catch fire, and it's like, score, score, score. And then, you know, it's going to come down to the last, you know, play. But credit to the defense. They got that interception. Uh, they held them to a field goal. And, you know, it's uh, – it, it's just remarkable how they were able to progress this season. You know, as you said, I mean, giving it, there's just no guy that you look at and there's not an Aaron Donald really on the defense, but they just play so well together. Stephon Gilmore is a shutdown corner, uh, and I think I'm really disappointed that we only got one year of Brian Flores' uh, you know, kind of stamp on things. Yeah, no question about that. You know, somebody just uh, tweeted out, I don't didn't see who it was, it said this Super Bowl was proof that Belichick may not have needed Brady to win some of those Super Bowls. <laughs> not, not sure that's true, but. Well, you know, I, I, I don't need to divide a chicken or egg or anything like that with Belichick and Brady. I mean, they're just so intertwined. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to break them up. I, I think you've got to give, obviously, Belichick credit for putting this team together. And, you know, guys like Kyle Van Noy, who are, you know, making you forget about Jamie Collins. Yeah. You know, Dante Hightower making it to the unhealthy, along with Gronkowski making it to the unhealthy. And, um, you know, and but, of course, Tom Brady, Belichick can't go out there and make those clutch plays. Oh, the absolutely not. That, that Brady has done. And that's where Tom Brady's territory is and why he's such a great player. You know, with the game on the line under pressure situations, he delivers. Oh, I would believe in him every single time. There's no question. Yeah, you mentioned how the Chiefs were able to put up points in the second half, but the Rams weren't. And I just think it comes down to Pat Mahomes on the Chiefs. He's able to make plays when things break down, right? Jared Goff, I think, has to have that Sean McVay script to make things work. And when that doesn't work, he can't do anything about it himself. And that's why the Rams weren't able to put up any points. I don't know what your thoughts are. I mean, Goff was just very mediocre, if not bad, in this game. I agree. Well, I mean, I, in my heart of hearts for the last two weeks, I felt pretty good 
that we were going to see Jared Goff just have a terrible game. Yeah. Uh, I was a little tempered just because we I felt the same way about Eli Manning and Nick Foles. <laughs> <in those games. laughs> uh, you know, like you know, they were uh, you know out of this world, which is just crazy. But um, you know, I, I, I the Rams matchup offensively with the Patriots defense, like the Patriots defense wants, they have a ton of money invested in their secondary. They have the pieces to match up. Um, you know, certainly Cooks and Woods are two good players, and, you know, they obviously intimately knew Cooks, and um, I was a little surprised they stuck Gilmore on him. I thought he would be with Woods, but um, they were able to just take away what the Rams did best. And, I mean, really, as I, as I felt going in, it came down to can the Rams run the ball? If they could run the ball, there's not going to be as much pressure on Goff. He'll be able to make some plays. But, uh, you know, once again, the Patriots' run defense, Showed up great, didn't really let any of that get going, and you saw the result, whatever it was, 10, 9 straight punts to start the game or whatever it was. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't think any of us really expected that, uh, and it's just uh, such an interesting new twist in terms of, you know, you've had six of these Super Bowl wins now, but this one definitely feels unique. What What's your thought on Gurley? What, what happened there? I don't understand that at all. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, where did he go? And, and, I mean, you look at when the Rams were peaking in the middle of the season, he was the, you know, engine of the whole thing. And he just was, for whatever reason, whether he's hurt or I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you saw it as well, uh, you know, his, in his rookie year he was outstanding. And then in his second year he just completely disappeared, you know, before Jeff Fisher got kicked out. And then, they, you know, and then he kind of was resuscitated. But, you know, it seems like he's kind of one of these guys who's, who's streaky between unstoppable and invisible. But, um, I think that killed their offense, and, and sure. not really when they couldn't get him going or Anderson going. They they were kind of dead in the water. Well, someone joked on Twitter, did Jeff Fisher coach the Rams in this game? <laughs> I mean, that's what they looked like. They looked they like were, a Jeff Fisher coach. They team. were really conservative. I can tell you that. <sighs> yeah, they weren't. They weren't crazy like the Eagles were last year. You know, the Eagles were just so aggressive, and you know, just bro- broke everything out. And, and you know, that's the, that's what the Rams had to do if they were going to win this game. And they just, they just never seemed like they could get started. You know, they could never get any kind of momentum offensively. Uh, and you had to know that that defense was out there forever. I mean, we all know how long the Super Bowl is, how long halftime is. I mean, the defense played a ton of snaps in the first half. So you kind of had a feeling that Brady was going to get going. I'm still kind of surprised that they held him just to, you know, 13 points. I mean, the Gostkowski missed, of course. He could add 16 easily. But, um, you know, it's, 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 they're a good defense, and they had a good plan, and they, they gave Brady almost everything he could handle. You know, I wonder if the very first pass that Brady threw was a bad one, an oh. interception. I wonder if they go down and score there, if this was a different game altogether. I really I mean, do. It sure seems like it might have been a blowout. Everybody was hoping for uh, but, but, I mean, what, what? It's nine Super Bowls, and they've got one field goal in the first quarter. I mean, it is just crazy how this team always gets off to such an inconsistent start, yeah. especially when they got off to such great starts against the Chargers and the Chiefs. And it's, it's like, this is the year they're going to come out, they're going to march down the field, score a touchdown. They're like, nope, they're going to throw an interception and miss a field goal. It's like, oh, my God, this feels like it's history repeating again. Huh? But, uh, luckily, their defense was equal to the task this year and, uh, you know, was able to kind of hold the fort while the offense slowly, slowly, slowly found their feet. You touched on what a good game Gronk had. Uh, do you think this is it for him? Do you think he's going out on top here? He's going to retire? What are your thoughts? I I mean, it seems like that's the rumblings. And, I mean, I and who could blame him at this point? I mean, he's got three Super Bowl rings, he's, you know, two of which he was, a, you know, very, very important part of. 
um, you know, one he was injured for. But, you know, what, what more does the guy have to prove? I mean, he's put his body through so much, um, you know, and, and it just it shows, too, though, I think that he was moving fine in that game. You know, prior, I know he got banged up a little bit within the game, but, um, you know, I think we were just super hard on him this year, and, and he was fighting through injuries. And, and, you know, we kind of took that as, this is just the sum of all these injuries over the years, and he's done, and he's got nothing in the tank. But at the end, he kind of looked like he, the old, same old Gronk. So um, I wouldn't totally rule it out, but I think he'll probably take some time to, to figure it out. And, you know, if he does hang him up, I mean, what more could you ask from the guy? I mean, he sacrificed so much and, and you know, helped bring three more titles to New England. So <laughs> Gronk's the legend. You know, the other thing that I was thinking about after the game, Edelman's the MVP, which he, I'm sure, should have been. Just think, last year he didn't play in the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. If you add him yeah, in to that offense last year, boy, what a difference that could have made. I mean, real, literally. I mean, Amendola, Amendola sure was clutch. I mean, that guy, he came up with some key clutches, but just the the sheer number of catches that Edelman was <laughs> making, I mean, that's everything to that offense. And, I mean, you know, you got to look. I mean, here we are however many years later, but, I mean, as long as Brady and Edelman are healthy, I don't care who else is out there. The Patriots probably can have a fighting chance. I was going to ask you, um, in your article, you mentioned how um, you're trying to sort all these Super Bowl wins, and you've got some work-in-progress names for them. Break it down for us about how you're labeling yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it's, I mean, you, you spend so much time now trying to stack these up in your mind, and, I mean, it, just, it felt like so long between Super Bowl 39 and 49. I mean, those 10 years, there was just – you know, the 16-0 and 0 team mm-hmm. that, you know, falls just short. I mean, that, that loss will always sting yes. a little bit uh, because no one will ever get that close to, to the perfect season again, I don't think. But, um, you know, those are just so many disappointing years where they were kind of down. And now, you know, now to come back and get three more, which, you know, I, feel, I, I still feel like 49 is really stands out as a special one just because of all the gates and the controversies and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, Oh, he's never won another. You know, to to get that that other one and break the ice, that was that was huge. Um, and then the the miraculous comeback of it. You know, I don't think we'd ever see that kind of comeback top against the Falcons at Super Bowl Fifty One. So, you know, and this one is is its own kind of thing. Um, and, and I'm still trying to process it exactly what that is because it, it it was a lot more like that first Rams win where you have a a dominant defense, you have you know Brady kind of making the throws he needs to, and, and you have a ground game that that you can lean on, and so. I like how it's all kind of come full cycle, full circle, so to speak. Um, and, you know, it's just, it, it feels crazy to me that these guys are going to mostly be back for training camp <laughs> and are going to be going for their 10th, you know, go to their 10th and, and maybe win their 7th Super Bowl next year, which just is, I can't even wrap my head around it yet. I, I do think, though, you mentioned it earlier uh, in our talks, they do have quite a few people that are eligible to leave and some good ones, flowers and so on. Are they going to be able to hold them all together? Will yeah. this kind of pull them together, or are those people all gone? You know, I found my mind drifting to those places this morning a little bit, and then yeah. another part of my mind just said, does it really matter? I mean, does it really matter at this point who leaves? I mean, Trey Flowers, Trent Brown, you know, all these guys walk. I, I You know, they're still going to coach up some kind of, you know, I'd give you any players out there, and they're probably going to be pretty competitive. So, um, but, you know, there is a, a lot of questions. Defensive coordinator, of course, being one, whether it's, um, you know, Greg Tiano or Brett Bielema, um, you know, that's something that is will probably be announced in the next day or so. Um, but it's like anything. 
you just every off season is going to come with some change, and I, I think this one certainly is lining up to be a, a very interesting one. But you know, at this point, you're playing with house money, and uh, you just kind of have to enjoy the ride and, and see how it ends because the end is still coming. Uh, but we got a nice reprieve here uh, with another Super Bowl win, and, and they will get their second number one pick back. He was hurt all year. He's an offensive lineman. You know, he certainly mm-hmm. I would think would help some. Sure, you get a boost from him. You get a boost from Bentley, uh, the linebacker who looked great. Um, you know, Dante Hightower looked rejuvenated last night. Kyle Van Noy looks, you know, like another great linebacker find who you know can play every down. I mean, every down linebackers are so hard to find in this league, and you know, to have found him and developed him into one is, is huge. So um, they certainly have the pieces. I think there's just some some big single piece questions, but I think overall in terms of what they're bringing back, especially on defense with the depth they've built in the secondary. I mean, you got Duke Dawson, who's been practicing a second-round guy. He hasn't even, didn't even see the field this year. So, um, so you know, they, they, they have started to replenish their depth a little bit, but the big questions will, uh, will have to be answered in terms of his Gronk returning. What do they do with Trent Brown? Is Isaiah Wynn ready to step in and play left tackle? Um, and, of course, the Trey Flowers question, which should probably be the first shoot to drop. I'll be kind of anxious to see Jeremy Hill again. I I really yep. thought that was a great pickup, and I was sad to see him get hurt so early. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> great insurance. I mean, it sure would have helped Sony Michelle in the middle of the year when he was getting sure. picked up, and they were you know basically rolling Cordero Patterson out there as a running back. Yeah. But, but, you know, um, think about that. I mean, that worked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who, what other team can do that? Take a wide receiver <laughs> and put him at tailback, and he looks like a million bucks. <laughs> I know. I, I just uh, the insanity of it all. Just, I, I, like I said, you, you think about the game last night, how the implications for the players and the team, it's just uh, it's a lot. I'm just trying to enjoy this, uh, this, yes. this one Sunday. <laughs> There's one Monday morning just to kind of relish the win a little bit. Except I want the Super Bowl on Saturday night so oh, we have Sunday yeah. to recuperate. <laughs> I know, and it's, uh, again, I miss those West Coast football times. You know, and a 3.30 Super Bowl is yes. ideal. But, you know, that, if, if you can stay up late for anyone, it's, it's, it's good to stay up for that one. And, oh, my God, the heart palpitations. I mean, it's just you can't have a Patriots Super Bowl without almost having a heart attack. As my daughter called me after the game, said, Dad, this, it was the, the biggest margin of victory they've had in any Super Bowl. And it's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Yeah, and boy. It says it all. I mean, I just it's fascinating, fascinating. And again, why can't they just have one game where yeah. it clicks for them? Yeah. Uh, Mike, I'm curious. You know, with patchpropaganda.com, what are your what, what do you do in the off season with the website? What are some of your off season plans uh, in that regard, in terms of coverage? Sure. Yeah, well, you know, I try to I just try to follow the NFL schedule and you know and, and jump in. So I mean, I really don't do much college football or draft stuff um, until you know starting now. Uh, but first things first would be just you know focused on the internal free agents, the kind of guys that are developing. Um, guys you know are coming back and, and guys you, you know you'll have an early chance to resign and then uh, turn the page, start to go to external free agency and, and putting together a draft big board, which is kind of my, my annual research project uh, where I try to find, you know, 50 guys, a 50-guy list and try to hit as many Patriots prospects as I can. So um, some degree of accountability in terms of draft projection that I, that I, that I try to hold myself to. Some, some years are better than others, but... Um, it's always fun jumping in, trying to find, you know, who, who that next wave of guys might be because it's going on two decades now that they've been cycling guys through that system, and it's, it's always fascinating to see the guys that they pick up. You going to the parade tomorrow? 
I think so. I think so. Trying to work out work out all the logistics of it all. But yeah, I think uh, I have not been to a parade yet, so oh. I think this uh, this would be a, a good one to uh, go to for the first time. It's supposed to be sunny and sixty degrees, so you're going to pick a good one. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Mike, I mean, obviously you're still basking in the glow of the win, as is all of New England. But uh, any other thoughts that you wanted to share on the Super Bowl that we haven't covered yet? No, I just, I, I, I I'm just amazed how how consistent the Patriots have been with those kind of games. And you know, it's 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 such a team game, and I think that's what is most remarkable to me about you know being a, a guy who blogged about the Patriots for over ten years now. Um, you know, just watching. Bill Belichick and the job that he's done, you know, coaching these teams and, and how they all, you know, share common threads, but each one, it really is unique and, and different. And, you know, as hard as it is to judge each of those teams individually, I think this team, um, you know, really underrated, I think, in, in the current moment. I think in hindsight, we'll look back at the 2018 team and think, these guys were a lot better than, than we really gave. We, we fretted a lot about a couple road losses where, where they, granted, they, they sure did look terrible. Um, but, you know, just one of the most balanced, well-coached additions that, that Belichick and the coaching staff have put together. So uh, that, that's what's most exciting, and, and, and it obviously should translate into 2019. Here we go again. There you go. He is Mike Dusso of Pat's Propaganda. Find him on Twitter at Pat's Propaganda. Patriots. Super Bowl champions again. Mike, thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.